News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 127 of the Luke Messia Show. Today we are going to talk about why Texans and uh, really our Texas lawmakers in particular should stop playing by the rules that the left makes for them. And uh, this is an important thing for us to remember. Uh, One of the people that I respect the most uh, within the political process has told me one of his favorite sayings is, the most important battle is what the battle is about. And the reason that that is so true is that if you can define the rules by which people play by, you will eventually win the war. That's a belief. And the left understands that a little bit better than the right, which is why they continue to inch things further and further in their direction, not only in states like California and New York, but even in states like Texas. And so today, we are actually going to use the border as our example of um, where we need to stop playing by the left's rules. And so uh, we're going to break this down. First, I'm going to show you an interview that our governor did with Brian Kilmeade of Fox News. And um, in this interview, Brian begins by asking the governor directly, is there anything else Texas can do? And he references Abbott's political opponent. He basically says, your opponent, one of his opponents, you have Don Huffines running against him and Alan West are kind of the two prominent ones and Chad Prather. Um, And so Brian says, hey, Alan West says that there are things you're not doing at the border that you could be doing. Does he have a point or is he wrong? And Abbott starts by saying, well, no, he's wrong. Which, by the way, that statement says that everything I could be doing at the Texas border, I'm doing. Now, later on, Brian asks him, well, we have this video footage of all these people who are being let into our country through the Texas border. We have a gate opened and everyone just walking in. Um, I think in this particular instance, it was like Haitian individuals who had walked up through South America and now they're getting let in. And so he says, hey, these people, I mean, this gate's being opened and all these people are walking in. What do you have to say to that? Because it doesn't sound like Texas is doing everything it could do. And uh, his response, you'll you'll see it in the clip in just a second, but I like it because he says, um, well, I don't know who all those people are, but I know some people were not let in. Um, which is the broadest statement I've ever heard. Like, I mean, I don't know if he was referring to the fact that there are some people still in Haiti who have not, like, made it all the way. Like, there are still some individuals who are not at the border who were not let in. But the reality is that the fact that you don't know who is being let in means that you're not doing everything you could do to secure the border. And we're going to talk about the border a ton for the rest of the year because I'm telling you it is the most important issue facing our state right now. Um, So we're going to go to this clip and then we're going to come back in just a second. Actually securing the border uh, by using the Remain in Mexico policy, the Title 42 policy, the agreements that he was able to work out with the northern tribal countries. Here's the point. Had he been reelected, Texas wouldn't be spending a penny on border security right now. But he was not elected. And that's why Texas is stepping up. And I have uh, launched Operation Lone Star uh, that puts more than a thousand Texas Department of Public Safety officers and thousands of what it will amount to be of National Guard on the border, where Texas is the leader stepping up to provide the security that the federal government is not providing. But you had that fence built and you opened up the gate. Why did you open up the gate? 
I'm just you're splitting the, you're, you, you've seen this video. We we had it exclusively. Uh, we shot it on Monday. Why would you open up the gate when they're breaching our system right now? So I don't know who was allowed through that gate. Uh, it was my understanding there were people kept out, and there may have been some people left in, and I have no idea who who it was. So as you can see from that clip, it's fairly clear that there must be some things that you're not doing that you could do. And our governor's new executive order regarding um, the illegal invasion that Texas is going through actually is proof positive that he was actually lying to Brian Kilmeade. And that's a really unfortunate reality. Um, and so we'll, we'll peel that back. But honestly, we're in the day and age where we know that politicians, when they're talking to the national media, just say things, right? It doesn't matter if there's anything to back it up. Literally, they're, they're so arrogant that they contend that there's nothing else I could do. No, I am doing every single thing I could possibly do. And then a week later, they do something else. Well, that kind of implies that there's more you could do. So let's talk about what he did and how what he did, while better than nothing, is still playing by the rules the left has set. And here's my point. If you engage in the battle, but you let them set the rules, you're already losing ground. And if you begin losing ground, all you're doing is giving way to the left slower. And that's kind of the point is that what conservatives should not be are basically individuals who like usher America into its demise slower than the left would. Okay. That doesn't make us resilient. It doesn't make us courageous. It doesn't make us brave. It doesn't make us prudent. It literally makes us like a slight tap on the brakes while we go over the cliff. And so if somebody's sitting there and the car's going towards the cliff and all you see them do is tap on the brakes and you go, hey, we need to turn this sucker around. And they're going, look, it's better than somebody who's pushing on the gas. That's basically what we get pitched by most Republicans is basically, hey, I'm not as bad as this guy who would want to go much faster. And that's not what we need. And the question is, how does Governor Abbott's executive order that he issued on the border, well, how is that tapping on the brakes instead of addressing the issue? So again, the governor said, there's nothing else I can do. A week later, he's like, okay, there's something else I can do. And he issues this executive order. So what does it say? Governor Abbott issues executive order restricting the transportation of migrants due to COVID-19. Okay. Governor Abbott today issued an executive order restricting ground transportation of migrants who pose a risk of carrying COVID-19 into Texas communities. The executive order also directed the Texas Department of Public Safety, DPS, to stop any vehicle upon reasonable suspicion of such violation to reroute such vehicles back to its point of origin or port of entry. DPS is also the authority to impound a vehicle that violates this executive order. The dramatic rise in unlawful border crossings has, allow, uh, has also led to a dramatic rise in COVID-19 cases among unlawful migrants who have made their way into the state, and we must do more to protect Texans from this virus and reduce the burden on our communities, said Governor Abbott. The executive order will reduce the risk of COVID-19 exposure in our communities. So if you are a Texan who would like to see less illegals invading our state, any action is better than what's currently being done, which is hardly anything. And still, what has to be done is not being done. But we're going to break this down. So the first thing I'm going to focus on is the language, okay? And then we're going to get to the substance of the policy. So what does this mean? The language, okay. First of all, there is something that the Biden administration and the Obama administration try to force feed into the American psyche. And that is the removal of the word illegal immigrant, illegal alien, or illegal 
from our vernacular. Okay. In fact, you know, when my dad was a freshman legislator, this is back in 2007, the Democrats literally led an effort on the House floor to change the legal definition of someone in our state illegally to, instead of illegal alien, to undocumented person. Okay. And you've seen the left do this for a long time. They're not illegal. They're undocumented. Now, what the Biden administration has done is said, okay, we're not going to really fight on the undocumented ground. So picture this battle, illegal alien versus undocumented person. It's kind of like pregnant woman versus pregnant person. There's all these war over words. And if you don't think the war over words matters, then honestly, I don't think you fully understand what moves societies in different directions. The left knows this. It's why they fight the war of words, as well as the war of substantive policy, which we'll get to in a second. So the war of words would recognize the fact that the Biden administration has changed it, and all they say is the word migrant. Whenever they're referring to the millions of people who are going to cross the Texas border and walk in, Texas-Mexico border, they're going to walk into our state, they refer to them as migrants. I mean, it literally sounds like they're like birds, okay? I mean, we've got like these different migratory creatures that go north for the summer and south for the winter, and they just kind of go back and forth. And and then we literally, you know, hey, when do you hunt swan or geese or whatever? And this migrant is a term that we've used for all sorts of things, but it's never a term that we used until very recently to refer to individuals who have decided that they want to come into our country and thwart our laws, they want to do so illegally, and then they will immediately get access to all of the government benefits that we provide. That is how it works. And the Biden administration said, you know what? Let's not refer to these people as illegal. Maybe they poll tested the undocumented thing. They're like, ah, people don't like the undocumented thing, but we're not going to call them illegal. So let's just call them migrants. And Kamala Harris and Joe Biden refer to every single one of the millions of people that are crossing into America illegally as Migrants. So what has Greg Abbott decided to call these people? Migrants. Why? I don't know, but he has surrendered that ground. In 2007, I watched a debate on the House floor. I watched this female Democrat get up. She cried. I can't believe he would call these people illegal. It's literally that they've taken, they've walked into our country illegally. That is their status. They are illegal. There are legal residents and illegal residents. There are legal residents who are not citizens. This isn't just some type of exclusionary language for people who are not citizens of the United States. We have an illegal status and a legal status. But the left want to erase that. And evidently, Abbott does too, because if you look at all of his language about the border, he calls them migrants. He literally takes his talking points on definitionary usages of the word from the vice president, president of the United States, I think that's a problem. But now let's get to the substance. So you ask him, why are you going to shut down the border? We are being invaded. Our laws are being thwarted. Our, our taxpayer money is about to go be poured into all these individuals who are going to walk across and just take it up. We have a massive a uh, problem in our country. We need more jobs. We, have, we need higher quality jobs, higher paying jobs. And yet we have a massive influx of very cheap labor because these individuals are going to be able to make money. They're going to be able to go send that money back to Mexico, back to Guatemala, back to Haiti, 
We're not even going to tax that money when it's leaving. We're not going to charge fees on it. They can just send that sucker back. So they're going to be able to do very inexpensive work here, and they're going to take that little bit of money they're making, and they're also going to drive the cost of labor down, which is why some corporations like a completely open border, which is what we have. I can't reiterate this enough. We have an open border in the state of Texas. So there are people who say, no, that's illegal. In fact, Sean Hannity had a conversation with Governor Abbott. He said, what can Texas do to enforce the laws? And he says, well, what laws? The laws that say people can't come in here illegally. Those are the laws I'm talking about. But Governor Abbott says, hey, you know what? I found a way to tell illegal immigrants, or according to him, migrants, that they can't be in Texas. How? Well, they might have COVID-19. No, that's not why they can't be in Texas. That's not why we're going to restrict the transportation of them. These individuals are coming in. They're getting boarded to buses and planes. They're being driven and transported wherever. Some in the United States, but a lot of the ones from South America are being taken to Houston and Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, and just dropped off. They're being told at some point, we'd like you to come back for this hearing regarding your status, which they will never go back to. And the reason to stop that from happening is because it shouldn't be happening. Because it is, it means that we are not a land of laws. It means that we have no sovereignty as a state or as a nation. But instead, Governor Abbott comes up with this really cutesy way of saying, well, I can't really stop them, but maybe if they might have COVID-19, I can then stop them. No, stop accepting the rules the left sets for you. See, the federal courts do not believe in sovereign states. And so the federal courts have basically said, hey, you really can't do what you want as a state. So you have to bend to the will of the federal government. And then you have these governors who are bending to that will and who are saying, hey, I came up with a cool way of trying to stop the illegal invasion of Texas. And it's by saying they might have COVID. Their COVID status does not determine whether they can or cannot be transported. The fact that they are not someone who has come here legally means we can take them back and we should. Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution says that a state, when it is in the middle of being invaded, can essentially protect itself and can act with the authority that the federal government would give. The idea being, let's say, there's an army that has come into Minnesota. That's kind of funny to think about. It wouldn't happen. Let's say there's a couple Canadians who stop having their Canadian bacon long enough to just walk in to Minnesota. Here's the reality. Okay, At that point in time, you'd be like, oh, I don't have time to phone down to the federal government and ask them to fix this whole situation. I can step up and step in as the governor of Minnesota. Okay, In that same way, the governor of Texas can sit there and say, we are being invaded. The federal government's not doing its job. Our border's completely open. Everyone's coming in. We can step up with the authority to say, no more. You're going back to Mexico, which is what protected these individuals in the first thing. The most humane thing Texas could do is to send everyone back to Mexico. The stay in Mexico policy that Donald Trump did saved more human life than anything else the Biden administration has done. The Biden administration has literally invited human and sex trafficking into our communities. Do you realize that? Do you realize that our border is being flooded by people who are being trafficked by drug cartels? You do not get transported to the southern border, but by a drug cartel. 
You are paying that drug cartel. They are moving you. If you are a child, you are at massive risk of being sex trafficked through the process. You are likely to be abused on the trip because you're being transported by cartels. You may or may not be sold into sex trafficking after that because your parents are in Guatemala and they gave you to a trafficker to try to get to America to have a better life. This is the kind of sick stuff that's happening in our state. That is the reason to say no more transportation, not, hey, we think some of these people might have COVID-19. No, we need to say no. We have an open border. And did you know that the Constitution literally gives states a provision to handle this situation? You can say we are being invaded. We have the authority to stop it. When Donald Trump said stay in Mexico, I want to circle back so some of you understand the border policy from this perspective. When Donald Trump said, hey, if you get to the southern border, you're going to stay in Mexico until we determine whether or not you are a legitimate asylum seeker. That shut down the amount of illegals being trafficked immediately. The cartels could not convince a parent in Guatemala to give them their kids and say, hey, give us your kids and pay us umpteen thousands of dollars per child and we will get them to the border because they said, no, they'll be forced to stay in Mexico. They'll have to determine if they're a legitimate asylum seeker. And if not, what am I going to do? And where are my kids? Where's my kid going to go? So people stopped. And there were whole families that otherwise would have been completely comfortable walking up, be, paying a bunch of cartels, being trafficked through Mexico as a family and coming and walking up to the border and walking in. But once they were told, well, you're going to have to stay in Mexico until we determine if you're a legitimate asylum seeker, they're like, let's not make the trip. See, the most humane thing you could do is communicate to the rest of the world that we do not have an open border. We need to stop playing by the left's rules. And what happens when we do? We win. And we move the ball forward in the direction we need to take it. There's a lot going on in Texas right now. Uh, We are not likely to pass any bills in this special session. It's going to end this week. The Democrats are not going to come back. Arrest warrants will have not been issued for any of them except for Philip Cortez because the Republican speaker, Dade Phelan, and some of his top lieutenants like Will Metcalf fought hard to make sure that they did not have arrest warrants issued for those Democrats. Why? I don't know, and I couldn't tell you why because they won't talk about it publicly at all, but they also will not issue the arrest warrants on the Democrats. There's also a debate going on on whether the Democrats should have their chairmanships and vice chairmanships removed. You have a ton of chairman and vice chairman who fled to D.C. and have quit their job. When they come back, will Republicans vote on taking those chairmanships away from those individuals, which is what they covet? That's the power that they're given in Austin, and that is something that they can trade for more influence. You give them massive amounts of poker chips with a chairmanship or a vice chairmanship that they can then leverage into more and more opportunities and wins. We have to take away those chairmanships and vice chairmanships. Chairman Matt Rinaldi, the new elected GOP chair in Texas, has been leading the fight on this issue and being very vocal. Uh, Tony Tinderholt already filed a rule change before the session even started, before the Democrats even left. This looks quite prophetic when you think about it. 
Uh, Tony Tinderholt said, hey, anybody who busts quorum loses their chairmanship or vice chairmanship. And I want to vote on this now before the Democrats have even left. And they should have followed Tony Tinderholt's lead because then they would have already had their chairmanships and vice chairmanship stripped. This is the same reason Brian Slayton at the start of last session filed a rules change to say, take away these chairmanships and vice chairmanships from the minority party, period, because I don't want them to have this leverage anyways, let alone if they go to D.C. and raise a bunch of money off of quitting their job. I don't want them to have it, but I don't want them to have it, period, because I'm tired of us giving all this power to Democrats. A lot of Republicans fought them on that, and we've talked about that on on this program. Um, We're not going to see anything happen this week. The Senate has basically shown that it can pass all of this legislation. So we're going to come back for a special session, and there will be a conversation. For those of you who don't know, Article 10 has been vetoed, which means that if funding is not found, every state employee of a state house or a state senate office is literally going to lose their job in September. So the clock is ticking on both solving that problem and getting some of these other policy wins. The other thing that we've talked a lot about is sex change surgeries in Texas, uh, banning those on children. And I don't just mean the sex change surgeries. You have the surgery that happens with a 15-year-old. You have the puberty blockers that for males are permanent mutilation. Um, It's an irreversible effect that that puberty blocker has on a 9 or 10-year-old, 11-year-old boy. And then you also have all the psychological brainwashing that is child abuse by both the parents and psychologists that can happen as young as three. All of that needs to be banned in Texas. Um, Governor Abbott has been silent on it for two years and then finally came out after a ton of pressure from his political opponents, from legislators, from the media, and said, fine, I'm going to ban it, but I'm going to ban it myself with an executive order that's not a permanent solution because I don't think the legislature will actually do it. Now, the legislature has never, ever, ever had Governor Abbott even say he supports the policy. So it's really arrogant for him to say, hey, the legislature won't do it, even though he's been silent on the issue Uh, for the last two years. So he's now come out and basically said, fine, I'm going to reverse my position. I'm actually going to try to do something about this. There's going to be an executive order of some type passed in the next week or two. We'll see what kind of effect that has. We'll bring those details to you. But the legislators, the Republicans in the Texas House have come out and said, we think we have the votes if the governor would support this policy. The Senate has already passed this bill several times. So we know that the votes are there to address the issue. The Texas House has not because Stephanie Click and Dustin Burroughs and Dade Phelan worked together. They coordinated to to kill the policy. And so uh, that pressure that is mounting will probably have to force all of them to reverse their previously held positions on this issue, which would be a huge win for Texas, which is why we need to never, ever, 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 ever play by the rules that the left sets. We set the rules. If we don't like the rules, We change the rules. That's how it works. And in politics, the rules are never set. You can do whatever you want. And what happens is the first team to basically say, okay, the rules you've set, the language you've decided we use, the way we play, we're going to do that. The second you do that is the second you know that ultimately I will lose the war of this idea. And in Texas, we need to start saying no. We need to start just changing the rules because it's how we're going to save our state. It's how we're going to increase the amount of opportunities and prosperity for the citizens in our state. There's so many other issues going on, and we look forward to talking about each and every one of them to you. Thank you for listening this week. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. 
Honestly, though, visit TexasScoreCard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.